I could talk Eagles with just about anybody. So um, <laughs> were you more of a, a, a Bernie Ledden Eagles fan, or, or did you like the, the rock stuff more, or is it all just oh, great I, music to you? I liked it all. Bernie, was so, that was a really cool era. Yes, I loved that whole Tequila Sunrise, those earlier records. You know, that little album was really fantastic. And then, you know, from there on, there was no stopping. I mean, the Don Henley's voice is amazing, and those songs were pretty incredible. You know, they still hold up. My kids, I have one senior in high school, my daughter, my youngest one, and she still loves hearing those kind of things. Like Hotel California never gets old. It doesn't yeah. even seem to really age. That's such an unusual tune, you know. And saw those guys in 77 and uh, the Doobie Brothers as well. It was kind of their final year, 79, I think was the final year for them. And then um, been around Don Henley a little bit. Saw him, his live thing as well. He's a fantastic singer. And all those guys, there again, you know, uh, individually they were amazing. Timothy Schmidt sang on my last record. Uh, as far as Eagles go, and um, I did a when the band broke up, I did one more album, Terry McBride and the Ride, and uh, was looking for new voices because the original guys were gone. And so we brought in Timothy Schmidt. He was just getting ready. That was '94, just getting ready to do the very first reunion tour with the Eagles. So uh, that was a thrill. He's a fabulous, sweet guy and an amazing vocalist. You know, I mean, he's a great singer. Uh, on his own right, yeah. and then you combine all those guys together, it, it's pretty impressive, you know. And he and Randy were both Poco guys, so, you know, they... Yeah, there there you go. Yeah. That, that whole sound of that, and dig this, the first time I met Vince Gill, uh, he was in Pure Prairie League, which I love that. Yeah, band. yeah. Uh, Vince was the lead singer. I worked my way backstage. He was They were playing in Austin, and I germed him a little bit, and then... Uh, Next thing you know, he was a solo artist, and I ran into him in the mid-'80s, 86, 87. I played the Opry House here with Delbert McClinton on a John Fogarty tour, and Vince came out. I had his album, and he couldn't believe it. It was that very first album on RCA. Uh, he didn't think I had it, and we went to the bus, and I, I had a cassette, actually, you know. And we kind of hit it off and became friends over the years, kept running into each other, and then signed to MCA, which is where Vince was at at the time, and He's always been a great guy and a phenomenal talent, to say the least. Terry McBride is our guest from McBride and the Ride tonight in the Honky Tonk Time Machine. Man, it, it has been really fun uh, catching up with you and talking <laughs> talking music with you, Terry. Um, again, that, Oh, likewise, Glenn. I enjoyed it, man. appreciate it. That new project you have coming out, it's called Rebels and Angels, correct? Yeah, you're right. That's the title cut with Patty Loveless. That's the duet. with wrote that with Chris Stapleton. Uh, I've written a lot with Chris over the years. We've had a couple cool cuts, Alan Jackson and... Oh, Gretchen Wilson and uh, a few other people. We've just always enjoyed getting together and writing and hanging out. And uh, that particular tune, we just wrote it. We sat on it for a few years, actually. Nothing really happened with it. And then I just thought, lyrically, it could fit. And so called Patty. She was gracious enough and really liked the song. That's a big, um, she has to like the song. She passed on the song. She said, Don Henley just sent me a tune. I didn't like it. So she passed. I went, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so uh, I was pretty thrilled and honored. Uh, yeah, that's the title cut, and that'll be coming out. We'll probably start coming with a little, some, you know, socials. We'll start introducing a single or two, you know, out there, and then the album will hopefully come around in the fall. Well, we know it's going to be good. And, and, and real quick on, on Chris Stapleton, he is my current favorite singer. You know, Garth is my all-time <laughs> favorite, but Chris is my current. Um, he's just uh, amazing, isn't he? Have you met him yet? I have yeah. not met Chris, no. Oh, he's a humble, soft-spoken uh, guy, you know. He was always like that. Of course, then he 
we come. He came over to my house the very first time. He was completely uncomfortable. Couldn't get comfortable on the couch, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I've never met him. He didn't have any success. He is just new, you know. This is fifteen years ago, probably. Huh. And then once he started singing, man, I was completely knocked out. And he was playing a little club where I live in Franklin that night. A little place called Kimbrose. He's like, man, I'm playing down here tonight. If you're not doing anything, man, come out and hear me. And I, I never want to go out and hear anybody. <laughs> once you once you sit down at the end of the day, you're kind of you that's it, you know. But I, yeah, I was so taken with him. I went, I'm going out, and uh, I went down to hear him. He couldn't believe it. He was so, you know, flattered that I would come down to see him. And then we just hit it off after that. I was so glad because I just liked him personally. He was different from anybody I'd met, really personally and musically. Uh, then I had a lot of instruments, pianos, guitars, basses. And he loved playing all of them, you know, so we enjoyed that part of the whole creative process. I'd play bass sometime, or he would, or piano, or whatever, you know. And uh, we wrote some really cool things, and that, that song in particular, I just wanted to kind of be the centerpiece of this new album. And, of course, anything attached to Chris Stapleton these days doesn't hurt either. I just, uh, I like having him involved in that, too. You talk about him being different. I mean, that was evident from from the start when when uh, Traveler came out. I think that's that yeah. different sound is why everybody just gravitated to him, and then all of a sudden the awards start coming. <laughs> well, and he's a true artist, you know. He's he's going to play the guitar lick. Not that he can't bring in any world class guy to do it. He just has a feel for what he wants to do. He's a true artist, you know. Huh. He he knows the sound. He knows the songs, and you know, even early on, he was in the Steel Drivers. He he did some other things, and he really wasn't catching on yet we were just shocked there were a couple artists like that keith urban was like that he yeah. was in town about 10 years and everybody kept saying we'd go see keith play at his little band you know at, at, the, at the time the ranch and uh it was like uh why hadn't this guy <laughs> discovered yet you know it was shocking and the same thing with chris he'd been here almost 10 years or however long we thought you know the timing just wasn't right for him the the, the industry hadn't really uh, open to people that were like him that were different and didn't look looked a certain way. You know, it just wasn't right. Then the CMA Awards exposed him to a huge audience, and there was no denying how amazing his talent was. And then overnight, he became a success, you know. You talk about two people who are probably the most talented people going right now, and it took them that long to get discovered, Keith Urban and Chris Stapleton. That yeah. is, that's mind-blowing. Um, it was mind-blowing. Uh, Keith used to have a little sit-down gig where uh, every week you could go hear him, you know, and everybody was buzzing, and he was traveling a little bit. He had that first little album out. It didn't do a lot, and so um, I was out with Brooks and Dunn. They invited him to come out and do a couple of dates to open just because they loved him so much from those club shows, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, of course, he was just beside himself. All of a sudden, he's on tour with Brooks and Dunn, you know, and it was a big thrill, but then eventually it, it, it clicked, you know, it took off for him, but he was phenomenal. I mean, his, his uh, guitar skills alone, not to mention a great vocalist, and just a great guy. Keith is just the sweetest guy. You know, he was a he was a fan of mine. And, you know, that that's always interesting. You know, now looking back, it's really interesting. But he was out on tour with Brooks and Dunn and went back to his bus one day and got Sacred Ground CD and asked if I'd sign it for him. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. He goes, he goes, I never asked for an autograph. I said, well, man, I'm honored. I appreciate that. You know, dang it. I uh, I should have stuck a little closer to him, darn it, and written a few of those hits with him. But um, <laughs> everybody finds their own path, their own way, you know. But uh, uh, anyway, it was it's it's been interesting for me on this side too, just seeing people like that, meeting so many wonderful people, and uh, in this business, the, the countryside thing, it's, it's a lot of good people out there, you know. 
and it, it's been a great experience all, all the way. Looking all the way back over the years, I'm tickled to still kind of be in it, you know. I, I meant to ask you, too, if, if Chris had his beard when you first met him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wasn't quite as hairy and scruffy as he is now, but uh, but he was. Yeah, he's always been different, you know. Uh, and I remember I was we were at the BMI Awards one year, which is where the songwriters annual event, sort of like the Grammys for songwriters. And if you've had a top single, you get honored that night, and they usually pick the fifty biggest tunes of the year kind of thing. And I was fortunate to have a song uh, selected that year, and. Uh, Hanging out with Chris, he was a young guy still. You know, he hadn't done anything. He hadn't had any big cuts or anything yet. And I told him, I said, man, Chris, don't worry, man. You're going to be right here one day, no doubt. He looked at me like I was crazy. You're like, man, <laughs> I, you know, I don't – he just couldn't picture himself being there yet, you know. Wow. wow. But he certainly can now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty impressive career. Well, Terry McBride, his uh, his body of work speaks for itself. Be looking for Rebels and Angels out a little bit later this year. Look for uh, McBride the Ride out on the road, hopefully in 2021. And uh, anything else, Terry, you want to add before we let you go? I think you covered it all, Glenn. Man, I appreciate it. Good luck with the the show. I dig what you're doing, and uh, I think it's interesting. It gives people a little something different to hear, you know, and throwback is always cool, and the music was good during that era, so... I wish you all the best, man. Well, the McBride the Ride fan base here in Southeast Missouri, Southern Illinois, Western Kentucky, it's still strong. So a ton of people around here are excited to have you on tonight. And I'm especially honored that you came on with me. Thanks so much, Terry. Oh, thank you. My pleasure.